welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast with Kyle Krieger and Wilkie Law, where we're sharing inspiring stories of educators just like yourself, helping you to develop your craft and sharpen your tools to become the teacher your students deserve. This is the Value Adds Value podcast. Let's jump into this next episode. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Value Adds Value. It's episode 289 of the podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger. Um, and I just want to give you a little heads up on where we're at. Um, on Monday, we dropped part one of our podcast with Matt Bopey, a good friend of ours. Met him through Teacher Heart Out. Talked a lot about the work he does as a technology specialist at a school district in Jersey. Um, and on this part of the podcast, the second part, we talked more about the skills kids are learning and you know what the long-term outlook is for this time. You know, what are our kids going to learn? What are our teachers going to learn? Um, and and how our students can thrive during this time. So I think that's that's something that's really important. We talked about you know teachers not feeling bad about. Um, making videos and being a content creator or a quote-unquote content celebrity for their kids and and he summed it up you know with the uh, the question about um, what he wanted his legacy to be as the calm in the storm and that's such a great way to the to describe Matt um, and what he brings um, we've been talking about how pragmatic he is and and that's really what he is he's just a down-home good dude good dude excuse me calm in the storm and we're glad to have you. so Thanks for checking out this episode of Value Adds Value, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Number 289. You know, it, it's hard to make those meaningful connections virtually because, again, it, you don't have, you don't, can't feel the energy in a room. You can't feel that vibe, you know. It, it's tough. And, you know, and I think a lot of teachers do strive for that, and they do make those connections. And that, I don't know how you guys do it. I really don't. No clue. And it's, and it's strange to... You know, because Wilkie and I have been talking for years about how even just when we were on campus, we're competing with kids for their attention. Mm -hmm. And I I know you have a love for Gary Vee and and that, and we've talked about that in the past, but like we've been competing for their attention. Now we really, really, like Will said, you, you have to get their attention. And I find myself fighting the urge to just feel like I'm running a YouTube show, but maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe my 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 class should be like a live YouTube show. Maybe it should be more more. I think as Will would say, more more sizzle and less steak, or is it more steak and less sizzle? More steak. Yeah, but it's but you know they laughed at me this year when I told them I said, guys, if you really want your kids to to come into your class, you got to become a celebrity to them. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I posted everything. Not just with my Bitmoji, but I had a an actual logo made with mm-hmm. my picture on it. And so when I would open my classroom, I would be playing music that I produced with a picture of me. And the first thing the kids were like, "Are you a celebrity? You know, <laughs> you you make music. You you know, you do this. <laughs> what rappers do you know? You know, da da da." So that generated a buzz, and so the kids started talking to each other, and you slowly started seeing those numbers go from. 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 to where, you know, you almost got full participation across the whole day when we were doing live lessons. And they were like, Oh, you know, 
uh, everybody don't want to don't want to be a celebrity. I say, but this is one more thing that virtual teaching has taught me is that we have to market our class now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wildly important. I mean, if you take a look at any of the you know social media platforms, I mean, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, everything. Like, let's, let's just talk video. You know, everything's real short except IGTV, everything's real short, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, TikTok, it's like, you know, even less than that. So it's like the kids are constantly looking for this, looking for this, you know, you know, back and forth, back and forth, real quick cuts, you know, keeping their intention. And I think, you know, if you're able to pull lessons from that, no pun intended, and be able to leverage those abstract things that the kids are drawn to, that's what's going to help build you as a teacher and more so as a brand. You know, I mean, teachers have to really think of themselves as a brand. What's driving kids to my room? You know, what's encouraging kids to come to school? You know, we all have those kids in our school where, like, you know, maybe their attendance isn't that great. And you see them come in, you're like, yes, dude, yes, you're here at school. Happy to see you here. Let's go get something. Get educated. You know, it's like really cool, you know, but to be able to do that across the board, to be able to create a brand of every kid that comes in, it's like mm -hmm. you're on top of those things. You know, even let's say your teaching technique doesn't change, but you're able to work in a little bit of pop culture. Maybe you have, um, you know, some Among Us guys around and you work that into your lesson or like your Bitmoji, stuff that kids already are connecting with, you know, to be able to leverage that and apply that to your classroom, to your teaching, to your brand as a teacher. You know, I think that's what keeps kids coming back again and again. And even if you're trying to teach the driest of materials, because they like you, because they bought into you, they're going to be there. They're going to, they're going to listen. They're going to be interested. And I think that's key. But again, it's not for everyone. It's difficult to do. It takes a lot of time and effort. And I feel like most teachers are really in that realm of like, hey, listen, I really want to be there for the children. I want to maximize the time with them and really make an impact. So I think it's, a, I mean, teachers, I think by default are like in that mindset. And I think that's why they're such a special type of person. It's not, not everyone can do this, you know? And I just think about it and, and everything you're saying speaks to what I think I've wanted to do, but I have such a hard time in my mind convincing myself that, that it's not me being vain or it's not me wanting to build our brand, but it really is something that would make the difference for my kids if I were doing these things taking a little more time to edit video, doing, doing these things. And I think there are a lot of teachers who feel that way. Like they, they see it as vain or indulgent mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. at, at the least, like actually not making a difference. And like, I, I wish we could convince teachers that it does make a difference, that it it's, does. it's, it's not just us tooting our own horn or however you would want to say it. No. And I think the proof's in the pudding too. You know, I mean, when you see these kids super stoked, to come to a math class because you know they buy into the teacher and they like how they present the information and they get the you know the message that they're trying to put across once you see it working and the kids responding to it that's again it's hard to do when you're not in the classroom but if you can start showing teachers like hey this works and you can make a greater impact on these kids lives if you do this thing and make and kind of try to elevate yourself and make yourself kind of appear like a celebrity or a brand or you know some again something these kids can aim for and look up at and shoot for. That's, that's what they want, you know? And they, they, you know, there's a ton of famous YouTube kids and TikTokers and stuff like that. Like, 
get in the mix with them. What are these kids doing? Pull a little bit, little bits and pieces there, you know, emulate that. And they can say, oh, wow, this adult's really cool. They're really hip. They're on top of stuff. They can relate to what I see and what I'm talking about and what I'm watching. Maybe I need to listen to them, see what's up. Right. You know, it's interesting. This over the for the break, uh, we did a uh, toy drive competition between all of our lunches at our school. And so the prize was that the winning lunch would have a DJ and karaoke party on the last day of school. Hmm. And so they came to me and said, like, hey, my friends were like, Mr. Law, I know you make music. Can you come DJ? And I was like, man, you know, surprisingly, we just got all this DJ equipment in. <laughs> you know, let me, you know, let, 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 let's get after it. And one of my kids, we, we went ahead and did the lunch, the music for all the lunches, but then only did the karaoke for the winning group. Mm. But while we were in there, one of my kids was, was watching me DJ and came to me after, after, at the, during our class and said, I really liked the way you were playing the music during lunch. He's like, I would, I would like to learn to do that. And here's a kid who's shy, who doesn't like to talk in front of people, who said, I want to learn to do this. I say, well, look, I'll make a deal with you. Let's work hard Monday through Thursday. And on Fridays, I'll take some time out for you to sit over here and I'll bring the equipment. We can set it up over here. And every Friday, I'll let you learn and you can entertain us while we're doing it. Mm, that's what's up. Lord. And he, he just lit up. Like, he's lit up. And he's a kid who... I found that every time I play instrumental music and I start freestyle rapping in my classroom, mm -hmm. he's paying attention. Like he's paying right. attention like nobody else. And, and he struggles with English, but yet, and still he was able to articulate perfectly. So I say, you know what, this may, I know a lot of people who learned English because of music, mm -hmm. you know, because they listen to so much, you know, music with the English language that it helped them do it. So I'm like, you know right. what, if this one thing will help him, then Hey, now he sees me as somebody who's an ally, not just in his learning, but in something that he loves to do. Right. An adult that they can trust, an adult, you know, someone, an example for what they can be, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, I think that's huge, you know, whether you're remote, in person, you know, kids need that. Kids really need that. And I think that's the role, a big role teachers can fill. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I think, you know, teachers need to be held up, you know, with reverence, like you were saying before, because I feel like, you know, if you weren't there, like, what, what, what would that, what, what would happen to that kid? You know, like, I feel like you've really, like, enriched his life by doing that. And you were just doing you. You were just being you, you know. You were Authenticity. Being yeah. Authenticity, that's the key. Yeah. You don't know, like, I, I, you know, I always tell my kids, more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't always look for someone to teach you. Just pay attention to them and catch what they're dropping. And yeah. when you do that, you'll find that some stuff I don't need. Not every kid needs a motivator. So that's some, you know, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I heard it. But for those kids who really need that and they're paying attention and they start grasping a hold to it, it's like slowly you start to see that change and that transformation start to take place because somebody's shown them who they are. Right. Now it gives me the freedom to explore who do I want to become? Right, right. You know, be goofy, be weird, be strange, be all of these things, you know. I, I lived in Austin for 11 years, you know, Austin, Texas. Their, mm -hmm. um, their slogan is keep Austin weird. Right. You know, and that was drew me to the city because you could have someone in a, 
a suit and tie next to someone and some Chuck Taylors and a Spider-Man shirt. And that didn't look odd. Right. You know what I mean? Whether they had a pink mohawk or they had a crew cut, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. And I think that's, go ahead. They were them. They were their unique selves, you know, and okay with it. And okay with it. Absolutely. We do, you know, we, we do want to be respectful of your time, man. So we got a few more questions, but we, you know, we've talked with you a little bit about our music and arts program, the music and arts collective that we've Mm -hmm. been doing. We had been doing as an after school program. Um, And we want to make sure that that program um, is varied in the arts, not just saying music or production, but also the, the photo and and video aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So, could you talk a little bit about, you know, your journey into photography and videography, maybe just a few tips for and and like a few tips for kids who want to get started or a piece of advice, even for someone like me who really likes the photography and the videography aspect? Because one thing we want to do next, you know, in 2021 is up our video game. We mm-hmm. have hundreds of hours of content, but we've I've I've never been able to. I've never spent the time to get good enough Mm -hmm. with videography to really make it count. So that's one of my goals for the year. So, you know, just kind of wrap on that for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I've always, and I said this in the beginning of the podcast, I've always had uh, a love for the creative side of things. Um, But I was like, I would do, I would play music. I would, you know, draw, I would do all sorts of stuff. I was never really good at any one particular thing, even though I enjoyed it. Like I was good at painting. I tried it. I was like, eh, all right. You know, I tried, you know, printmaking, all sorts of different stuff. Never really good at it. And then one day it was in high school. um, I had to pick my classes. I think it was like for senior year. And they're like, oh, one of the electives you can take is photography. And I'm like, oh, I like art. You know, photography is pretty cool. Let me try that and see what happens. Um, and that's kind of where everything started. Like, I got a camera in my hand, started walking around and shooting. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is an art form that I'm actually kind of decent at. And I find that for me personally, it was easy to have an idea, execute on it, and to present it in a way that I want to present it. I had really, like, I struggled with that a lot with any other medium that I tried prior to that. Now, that didn't, you know, that didn't deter me. And that's the other thing, too, I think is really important. Like, you know, try all these different things, photography, videography, graphic. Like, you don't have to be good at all of them, but try all of them. And eventually that'll lead you to, you know, a creative endeavor that you may like or be good at or combine those things into something that's unique that you've created yourself. Um, So for me, it was that one class and high school that I took that I, you know, I didn't think I, I didn't know if I was going to be any good at it or not, but I took a risk, tried it, really liked it and just ran with it, you know? And then I noticed, you know, years down the road, I was like, Oh, you know, photography and videography, they have a lot of, you know, commonalities in them, you know, different, you know, uh, framing aspects, lighting and all that kind of stuff. So I dove into that a little bit. And like you said, Kylie, video side is pretty complicated because it's not just like with a you know camera oh, i can take my picture make sure the exposure right and all that with a video you take the video that's only half of it now you got to sit down for hours and edit it learn the program learn the tools you know it's difficult um but i think the most important thing is if there's something out there that you like you want to get involved with make the time to learn it make the time to struggle with it 
and be okay if you're not good with it at first. Be okay if you don't get it, and be okay if you, you know, you try something, you try to learn something, you fail at it. That's all right. It's part of the process, and it's only going to make you a better videographer, photographer, whatever it is that you want to do in the future. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to take a quick break from this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast to just say thank you um, for listening and for all the support. And if you've listened this far, we would love it if you could hit that subscribe button, that like button, leave a review, or jump over and find us on Instagram at value adds value at its.will.law.iii and at its Kyle Krieger. Um, we would love to connect with you there learn more about you and how we can help you in your teaching craft and your teaching practice. So find us on Instagram, like, and subscribe, and also take a second to find us on YouTube at value adds value as well. So just a way for us to connect with you, serve you better and help you in this profession that we all love. So thank you. And we'll get back to the episode. And I think that's the thing I've just, I know for videography, for sure, it's, it scares me. And I've never been able to overcome that. I, I think I have a fear that, oh, people are going to judge it or think it's not this or it's not that. But I, I have to remember, like, and like you said, I, I believe in our message. And it's not necessarily about having the best videography in the history of the world, but more just about like, it's a way for us to share our message and to share what we have to share. I mean, cause we have hundreds of teachers we've interviewed that have really inspiring stories and good advice for teachers that we're not sharing as well as we should. I mean, yeah, we've shared it on this podcast, but that that's like you said, it's only one part of what we could be doing. And I mean, there, there always could be more with what you're doing, you know, and I, I don't think you should beat yourself up over that. You know, the nice thing is that, you know, if you have the content, you can always execute on, on it later in the future. It's there. It's not going anywhere. You know, I mean, you brought up, I think a really good point of like, you know, it's kind of scary to put something out there because, you know, people are going to judge it. People are going to judge everything, no matter what, everyone has an opinion, but you can't take every opinion seriously. You only want to take advice from people you know, or you only want to take feedback from people who you take advice from. So if someone's giving you an opinion and judging something, if you wouldn't take their advice, don't take their opinion or free criticism. Now, wow. that's not to say, you know, on a whole, if everyone's saying, hey, your lighting is crap, I can't see anything, it's distracting from the stake, you know, then you say, okay, maybe I need to improve lighting. Let me learn a little bit more about that and slowly improve upon that. I mean, when it comes down to it, like Will, you said this, you nailed it right on the head. It's all about the steak. You know, you can always add sizzle and add to the fact. But if the steak is there, the steak is there, the meat and the potatoes are there, that's what people are looking for. And if your content is good, relatable, and it hits, you know, your target audience what they're looking for, listen, no one cares if your video is a little grainy. No one cares if you didn't respect the rules of third. No one cares that you didn't have a nice ring light around you. No one cares. If your content's dope, then the content's going to do well. You can always add more lighting and stuff like that after the fact. But like, if you look at like Casey Neistat, he's a guy in New York. He's a really good videographer. His videos in the beginning, they look like poop. looks like you recorded them on a potato, but it doesn't matter because his content was very valuable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was surprised to see uh, that movie Project Power on Netflix that came out earlier in the fall. He was in it, like, as an actor. I was like, oh, my God, there's Casey Neistat in a movie. Hmm. And then I went on, of course, to his... I mean, because, like, his like his YouTube stuff is, like... Wasn't it crazy? Like, a couple... I don't remember. Maybe I've got this wrong, but he committed to, like, releasing one video a day for, like, a year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did that. <laughs> and you just watch the stuff he does. But, like, you know, he, he takes that experience and shoots a video about how Jamie Foxx who's in the movie with him accidentally actually hit, hit him in the face and gave him a black eye during the movie. Right. You know, it's it's interesting content though. You know, it's like, Oh, these are people I know something interesting happened. You know, it's like, as long as you can put something out there that's relatable or interesting, people eat it up. Mm, I love that. And I think that's what it is. It's just, the connecting with the people, you know, as we were, as you, as we were talking now, I started thinking about like when the Blair Witch Project first came out, mm-hmm. you know, horrible videography, horrible audio, but yet still it turned into like this phenomenon because it was, it was trying to mimic what an actual amateur videographer or people who are not professionals would look like. Right. I think that when you're being authentic to yourself and say, hey, I'm not a videographer, you know, hey, I'm not this, then what you present, it it, it can be absorbed because people are not looking at it in that lens to say, I'm not trying to say this is the best feature film or best feature this. I'm just trying to give you a good message. Well, that's the, I think you nailed on the head there again. You know, it's about a compelling story or a compelling message or a compelling topic. Um, it, it doesn't matter how poorly it's shot. It doesn't matter when it was shot. You know, that's the other thing too. You know, if the story and the message is compelling, that's what stands the test of time. No one's going to go back and be like, hey, remember that one video that was shot really well and had great lighting? No one says that ever, ever. But they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, Rosebud, you know, great movie. <laughs> you know, people still bring up that, you know, Citizen Kane, you know, decades later. It's because the story is so compelling. You know, there's movies that we all can remember like, oh, yeah, it was a good story. It was a good movie. It wasn't because of the special effects and it wasn't because of the lighting and all. It wasn't about any of that. It was the story. It was the content. It was the message. You know, I'm starting a podcast now with my kids for uh, a class project. And so the kids have been meeting and they've been kind of brainstorming. They put a guest list together. They put a a list of topics. They've organized it. And I'm telling them, it's all you. I'm like the editor in chief. I'm just going to look at the final product and tell you, yes, if we're going to go, you know, if we're going to publish this or not. And I'm leaving it up to them. <clears throat> and one of the kids said, Mr. Law, can't we do video at the same time that we're doing the audio podcast? Because I think we can build a YouTube channel. And, and I said, you know what? Yeah. And then another kid was like, well, why not start our own, get our own email through Gmail with our podcast name. So that way we can have people comment and send us in information and then they'll have a way to contact us. And I was like, write it down. Mm. So it's like these kids with no experience are able to articulate what they want and they're thinking, okay, I can't do this. So now they're saying, I want, I want a famous person. I say, so I said, when we come back, I'm taking all my people magazines. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, let's pick someone. Let's agree on someone and let's go after that one person this entire, you know, this entire year to see if we can get them. And so the kids was like, 
well, I think we should have five people. You know, she goes, because if you go for five, the law of averages says you should go, if you want one, you should go for three. So let's go for five. Maybe we'll get two. What a These savage. What a savage. What Six a grade. savage. That's incredible. You know, but again, that thinking, and I go back to kind of what we were talking about earlier about what are we preparing them for? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that idea, they, you know, they need to understand that nothing can stop you from accomplishing your goals but you. Ain't that the truth? Ain't it's that your the truth? Eff- it's your lack of effort, you know, your lack of, your lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things that are going to make a difference. <clears throat> Come to find out there are kids in my classroom who already vid- uh, make and edit videos for their own YouTube channels. So they started sharing it. One girl's like, I've gotten 13 new subscribers, Mr. Law, since we started this. And I'm like, and we just started this. Think about that. I think we, once you get the entire school following us and they want to know who are these kids behind it. Right. Right. That's huge. You know. And I think you in that role of, you know, editor-in-chief, facilitator, you know, like these kids, kids are, have an amazing way of distilling down what they want in a very, like, simple way. You know, like, mm-hmm. we want to read, we want someone famous on here. You're like, all right, well, let's figure out how to do that. You know, there's a couple of channels that we can hit and we can leverage and, you know, let's try. But like, it's really interesting to see them. Like, you know, you kind of give them a little nugget and they run with it and they blow it up. And you give them a little nugget, they run with it, they blow it up. And they're doing it all themselves. That's what's incredible to me. Like, if you give the kids the chance, just give them a little nugget. Don't give them the answer. Give them a little piece. Just a little piece. Just a little nugget. Let them chew enough on it. To like, oh, enough to explore. Yes. Yes. Enough to explore. And that's, I think we were talking with Principal Ra and he was talking about that. That's our, it's in our nature to explore. I mean, it's our human nature to explore. 100%. We want to explore. And I think as teachers, sometimes we take that exploration out of it. And that's what kills. Mm-hmm. That's almost, that's, that's almost like, you know, they say, uh, video kills the radio star. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, that is what kills teaching. Yeah. It's taking that exploration out of giving kids that opportunity to say, here's a little piece, see what you can come up with. Or giving yeah. everybody a little piece and say, what can you come up with and put together with that? No, it's not your guys' fault either. I think there's a lot of things that you guys have to do on the back end that suck up a lot of that time. There's standards and there's tests and all that stuff that you'll have to meet. And that kind of crushes that whole, like, let's take a week to explore this topic and this idea because even as an adult and i'm sure you guys can relate to this too you know it's exciting when you learn something new you find mm-hmm. something that you haven't heard about before and you start diving into it. that's what education is all about and then you, you're teaching the skill of like let me research and let me learn more and let me educate that's what lifelong learning looks like and that's what we really need to teach these kids and i don't think it's any fault of the teacher that it, it makes it it's difficult to do this because you do have all these tests and standards that you have to adhere to. So you do have to, you're forced to say, okay, we need to crush all of this before we can even do any exploration. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. That's tough. And I think, you know, like Will, like, like, we, like what both you guys are doing with your, your after school programs and stuff like that, I think it's a great way to circumvent, you know, the structure that you're in and you're forced to stay within. Like you're able to work outside of that and say, okay, Let's get all this done. Now let's ex- let's do the fun part. Right, right. Which again, if learning isn't fun, it's not sticking. Big facts. You know, big facts. It's it's. I mean, we know that from as adults. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't continue to consume things that does not pique our interest or give us some type of 
satisfaction or enjoyment. We 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 kind of that's the thing again kind of gets pushed to the side. Yeah. And that's the most important part with education, in my opinion. But I'm not a teacher, so it's hey, listen, what do I know? <laughs> you know, that's that's so funny that you say that too, because that's something Will and I have been talking about is you know, and we're really proud of the podcast, the teachers we've interviewed and and the fact that we've stuck with it four years. But we're like, man, how how can we expand? And I've had this thought for you know, going on a month now about like, I want to see the big picture. Mm-hmm. Like I, and, and not like, uh, I want to understand the governmental o- oversight of that, but like really what's the big picture, like, and see it from all sides, because I only really see it right now from a teacher's perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't have my own kids. I I'm not in that. So we're sitting here and we'll just said like, everyone's got a school experience. Mm-hmm. So really for us as a teaching podcast, we could interview anyone. Right. And, right. and, and talk about their personal experience. But I think that's also, and I think what you guys did with the podcast is phenomenal. And the fact that you stuck with it for this long and continue to push you, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, I hope it goes on for another four, eight, 12 years, you know, but I think, I think it is valuable to bring in different perspectives. Like you said, you know, from, you know, maybe the governmental side of things or the back end of things of like, why you know, where did the testing idea come from? Like, what is your end goal with that? Not to chastise it, but to understand it better. And again, that's a huge part of the education, you know, world too. It's like, hey, listen, you got to check out all perspectives before you can form your own opinion on something because you might be missing out on something. You know, maybe there is some value in the testing, but it's just being executed poorly. Maybe there's no value in it. And the end goal that they wanted to reach is impossible with testing, you know, and maybe like having that conversation with all levels, you know, up and down the chain of command and also across, you know, you get all those different perspectives. And I, you know, eventually you'll get to a point where everyone's talking to one another and we'll go, oh, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, you got to listen to the, the brass has to listen to the boots on the ground. And I think, you know, giving an opportunity for the brass to come on to talk to the boots on the ground in an environment that isn't, you know, combative and very relaxed, even like this podcast, you know, what's an administrator's perspective? You know, where are they coming from? What stresses do they have to deal with? What, you know, what metrics do they have to hit? You know, because they're human too. We're all human. You know, we're not out to get each other. We all have this same end goal. We want the kids to succeed. But finding the best way to do that, it's going to take all of us together. Okay. Mm. Mm. I love that. Solid. Will, what do you what do you think? You got any more follow ups, or should we uh, have you bring this thing in for a landing? Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. I, um, you want to just wrap it up with the last two? I think so. I mean, it is Saturday morning. I'm 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 betting Chelsea's up, and she's got a honey do list for you already. That <laughs> stuff you got to be doing. <laughs> Probably not in 25 degree weather, but. <laughs> I got some stuff to do outside, but I'm postponing that. We're going to go check out some Christmas lights later. I'll probably help her with a couple chores around the house. You know. Nice. Such a good guy. Hey, listen. It's all it's all about working together. Team effort, you know. Hey, team effort. Teamwork makes a dream work. Heard that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, these are just two kind of staples that we like to ask everyone when they come on. And uh, our vision for this is eventually – creating our own little media billboards with these sayings on it to um, kind of give teachers to kind of encourage them uh, and maybe even publish it for students to kind of see, to see what teachers really want for them. So um, the, the first one is, if you could share a message with every student 
in the country. Every single student, you know that along their educational journey, they're gonna look up and they're gonna see, these are words from Matt Bokey. What is it that you would want? What would you want them to say? What would you want the sign to say? I guess this, this would kind of go, I think for every, this would go kind of for everyone, but I think it'd be good for students to hear. It'd be, you know, talk less, listen more. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we're so quick, especially adults, to, you know, get our opinion out there and tell people our story and what, you know, we think and all that. But if we listen more, we'll pull in so many different perspectives and ideas and all that. And then we can start formulating our own unique opinions. You know, we can start thinking on our own. I think a lot of times, you know, many times people repeat what they hear and they don't necessarily know why they're mm -hmm. saying that. But if you're listening more, you're intaking more, which means you're going to expand your knowledge. And then you can really elegantly talk about things regardless of what they are because you have this diverse world of opinions and facts and, for, you know, interviews you've listened to. Um, I think the other thing too, if I was to add like, a, like have another billboard below that um, is personal responsibility. You know, you got to take care of you. You got to be disciplined and you got to be focused. Doesn't mean you have to do it all the time and have to be a hundred percent, but stay on the path. You know, whatever dream you have, stay on the path. Solid. I love Two that. Two pieces of solid advice. Um, Words to live by. You know, my I, mom used to always say, you have one mouth and two ears for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, that that is something that we all could learn to live by. And I think it'll help our help everyone to get along better. <laughs> if yeah. we live more. Uh, not with the, and, uh, you know, we, we used to do an exercise where uh, we would have people just listen to what people say without responding. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the times we listen in order to generate a response. Yes. Instead of listening to actually hear and internalize everything that they're saying. So, yeah, that, our that, friend, uh, our friend Chad Littlefield taught us yeah. that trick. Mm -hmm. he, That's a uh, really good one. They have he and uh, his partner Will Wise. They have a company called We and Me, and they have these sets of cards that are question cards. Mm -hmm. And we we first met him when we were at the University of New Mexico. Oh God, four years ago now. And the tr the test was you picked up a card and you and if if I walked up to you, I had to ask you my question and listen to the answer, and I could not respond. I just had to listen to the answer. As soon as you answered, you would ask me your question, listen to the answer. We would shake hands and move on. Hmm. Just to practice that skill of listening without formulating, because mm -hmm. without formulating the next thing you're going to say, really listening. Yeah, that's, that's a skill set. I mean, even as an adult, you know, you have to continually practice. And if you can kind of establish that at a young age, Hey, listen, adults have trouble with this too. Mm -hmm. So let's practice this now. Let's get used to this now, you know, because it's going to make you a better human being in the future. Mm. Ah, I love sure. that. Better human being. <laughs> For sure. All right. So, and the last one is that when it's all said and done, and I know you keep saying you're not an educator, but you are because you, you help and aid and assist educators. And so, 
when it's all said and done, there's no more videos to be shot, no more photographies, no more networking, no more creating how-to videos. Um, what is it that you would like for your legacy to be? I'd want it to be the calm in the storm. Because a lot of times, you know, you go into a classroom with a technical issue, no matter how simple or how difficult it is, how large scale or how small it is, you know, the teacher's almost always frazzled because they have, you know, in non-pandemic times, 20 kids in the class. They're trying to manage behaviors. They're trying to teach and they're trying to troubleshoot and resolve a technical issue, which is getting in the way of their teaching. You know, and so for me, you know, the number one thing in my job, you know, is to go in, empathize, listen, say, listen, what's your problem? They go, oh, herk, derk, herk, derk. This is not working. That's not working. I'm freaking out. It's okay. It's all right. There's a solution to the problem. We're going to figure it out together. I'm going to show you how to fix it in the future. And we'll roll from there. You know, and I, I hear that a lot where they're like, you know, no matter what goes on, as soon as you come in a room, everyone's relaxed and calm. I said, that's how it should be, you know. Um, and it's cool, too. Like, I feel like through that, like, I built relationships with kids. Like, the kids know who I am. The teachers know who I am, you know. So it's like, you know, I would like to be remembered as the calm in the storm. You know, Mr. Matt comes in, everyone's relaxed. It's all good. Doesn't matter what's on fire. It's all good. And if it's on fire, not a big deal. Get up to it. Warm yourself up. Make the most of it. It's all good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's some marshmallows. Toast. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, buddy. For for people that want to connect with you and see the work, I mean, because I can attest your photography work and your videography work are epic so for people that want to connect with you what's the best place for them to do that uh best place is to find me on the gram i think that's what the kids are calling it nowadays mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. at real bokey r-e-a-l-b-o-k-e-y and also my website uh by bokey.com b-y-b-o-k-e-y.com um i've been kind of silent on both of those because um, i'm rebuilding strategy for instagram for 2021 and i'm rebuilding a new website for 2021 so mm. um very excited that when this podcast is out all the new content will be out. So check it out. Give me some feedback. Let me know what's Gucci. I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna try to steal some of them strategies and <laughs> and do that. But I gotta say, man, it's uh it's great to virtually see your face. And I'm hoping that sometime in this next twelve months we'll get to connect with you in person. Hey man, I'd love to make it happen. It's really great seeing you guys too, even yes, if it's sir. virtual. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Great conversation. Um as always yeah you might you might have to be our resident technology expert hey listen if you guys want to have me on again or want to talk tech or a photo or video or anything else listen would love a phone to. call or zoom call away appreciate Absolutely. it brother appreciate it that's good everybody thanks for checking out number 289 with our friend matt bulky if you have yet to subscribe to the podcast please do that it would mean the world to us um, we got this big goal of getting 150,000 downloads uh, during 2021. So if you subscribe, uh, that would really help us do that. And if you shared it and you shared it with some of your friends or people that you just think would benefit, it would mean the world to us. Um, if there's anything else we can do for you, want to check out our videos on YouTube, Facebook, um, you want to just talk with us about what we can do to help, or if there are people you want us to interview or things you want to talk about or you want to come on yourself, Hit us up, find us at theledproject.com, uh, message us on Instagram, and we'd love to connect with you. So have a great week. Talk to you soon.